With today's Jaldi 5, here are your hosts, Jaggu and Tarana. Welcome back to Jaldi 5, the space where we curate five stories from all over the world for you to imbibe. I'm Tarana. I'm Jaggu. And these are the stories you then add to conversations with friends and colleagues to keep it lively and entertaining. After all, there's only that much about politics and Bollywood that you can go on about, yeah. Number 5. Selfies, it turns out, are not always the happy moments thing most of us think they are. Every once in a while we read about someone getting into an accident while trying to take a dangerous selfie, but sure, it's rare. Now, the Indian Journal of Family Medicine and Primary Care has put that into perspective for us. Selfies have killed 5 times more people than shark attacks. Even though the numbers aren't big, the point is that each of those deaths could have been avoided. Between 2011 and 2017, there were 259 selfie deaths around the world compared to 50 by shark attacks. And the death toll has climbed each year as phones become more sophisticated and selfie sticks increase the range at which people can snap themselves, leading them to take bigger risks. Now while women take the most selfies, young men who are more prone to take risks make up 3 quarters of the selfie deaths in drownings, crashes, falls or shooting accidents. And India with its large population and hundreds of millions of cell phones has recorded 159 selfie deaths, basically more than half of the global total. Which is a testament to Desi selfie takers love for commemorating the moment or of their sheer stupidity. The situation has become serious enough that India has set up no selfie zones and 16 of them are in Mumbai itself. Of course, stupidity is not the Indian selfie taker's exclusive domain. In the US, a number of people have fallen into the Grand Canyon, taking pictures too close to the edge. In Russia, people have fallen from bridges and skyscrapers and one even died while handling a landmine, probably someone lacking in hand-eye coordination who pressed a button on the landmine instead of his phone. Rescue services in Croatia use social media to request tourists to stop taking stupid and dangerous selfies after a visiting Canadian miraculously survived a 75 meter fall in one of their nature reserves. And earlier this year, Taiwanese social media celebrity Gigi Wu, known as the bikini climber for taking selfies on top of mountain peaks dressed in a bikini, died when she fell into a ravine. And even if they don't cause deaths, they can be morbid. In 2014, a Brazilian woman seriously upset many people when she took a smiling selfie in front of the coffin of presidential candidate Eduardo Campos at his funeral. Social media influencer Sueli Toledo, also Brazilian, got massively trolled online when she posted a picture on Insta with the caption my look today for the funeral of a super friend the museum staff from Auschwitz in Poland a former nazi concentration camp they don't hesitate to contact people who post selfies that they think are inappropriate and there's enough people who've posted selfies from horrible accident and crash sites also some people have had to come up with more dramatic solutions residents of the beautiful rue cremeau in paris were so disturbed by the constant stream of selfie snapping tourists outside their windows that they started their own insta account club cremeau where they post pictures of the most absurd posers outside their doors and add some seriously sarcastic captions and institutions have their own solutions the belvedere museum in vienna has put up a large copy of gustav klimt's classic painting the kiss near the original and added a giant red hashtag so that visitors can take their selfies next to the copy and after that actually look at the real work of art but at the end of the day whether you're an influencer a tourist or just completely vela only you are responsible for the risks you take as well as for your own stupidity number 4 
Virtual reality has marched into the world of massages, all in the hope of giving you a more restful yet multi-sensory experience. The Escapes Immersive Relaxation Center is opening tomorrow in Los Angeles, supposedly the first of its kind. The massage itself isn't virtual, but there isn't really a human masseur involved. You are basically sinking your tired backside into an automated massage chair. The virtual reality comes from the fact that these massage chairs will offer 10 different virtual reality environments for you to relax in including a sauna, a koi pond at an oceanside resort and a ski cabin with a crackling fireplace. They will also pump in fragrances matched to each setting along with a cool breeze to get all your senses going. We're assuming you'll have to wear those big virtual reality goggles so that you can enjoy the full experience and it'll probably be a little strange getting a massage with those on but it might be worth a shot. all in the name of novel experiences number 3 anjapali nagamullu has added a whole new dimension to the term super cop but no he doesn't single handedly bust smuggling rings or beat up a dozen goons please don't confuse him with rajnikanth anjapali is as a matter of fact a traffic inspector with the hyderabad police and he's famous enough that he's popularly known as police anna and people have been known to stop at signals and click selfies with him the reason that happens is that he's a social media sensation because of his music videos all of which he does in his police uniform and all of this is encouraged and supported by his bosses in the police force his songs and videos are about stuff that he considers is important from fake news to traffic awareness to cyber frauds and he's done more than 30 videos in the last 6 years he began with a collection of his songs on a cd spending almost 2 lakhs from his own pocket to produce it a couple of years later he kicked off on youtube and when he released his song about fake news he became a viral sensation that was when the police were trying to clamp down on rumors and misinformation especially in the rural areas of the state and his song went a long way in helping them do that besides public recognition he's won a bunch of state awards he's also known to walk the talk he will always help if he witnesses an accident on the road on occasion paying for their hospital expenses also he's known to have pawned jewelry to help out a man with disabilities and he actively promotes blood donation and he's donated himself over 20 times so far he's made no money from these social media ventures he's just happy to do it knowing that it has a positive effect on people i wonder if he's still single number 2 White supremacists and neo-Nazis are not having a good time in a town in Germany. Very literally so, because all their beer supply has been cut off. The Shield and Sword Festival was organized in the town of Ostritz in Germany, where this collection of idiots get together. And this was the second time it was happening. The first being on Hitler's birthday last year. So residents generally knew what to expect. The cops landed up at the festival and confiscated all the beer. The idea being to prevent any alcohol-fueled violence that might erupt. They even posted images of the confiscated bottles on their official Twitter handle. But the residents of the town went one step ahead. For one, they were deeply upset that such a gathering would happen in their town. And two, they figured that even if the beer was confiscated, nothing stopped the gathering from buying booze from the local liquor shops. So they got together, went around to all the stores and bought out all the beer at the last minute. When the neo-Nazis arrived, not a drop was available. For the people of the town, it was an important message to send that they would not tolerate this kind of thing happening in their town and that they have completely different values. While that Sword and Shield festival was going on, they also held two counter protests and put on a peace festival to drive home the point that bigotry wasn't welcome. It seems to have all worked out. This year, the attendance at the festival was down by half. and ostrich believes it simply will not happen next year at all number 1 
And finally, there's a whole new weight loss method according to a new study published by Asia One. It seems you can shed fat by shedding tears. It seems when we cry, cortisol hormones are released in our body and an increased level of cortisol leads to fat loss. Also, stress-induced tears help in removing toxic substances from our body which also leads to weight loss. But the catch is you will only lose weight if the tears are genuine. So there are three types of tears. Basal tears keep our eyes moist. Reflex tears are what we shed when something irritates our eyes and psychic tears are the ones linked to feelings and emotions. Only psychic tears lead to weight loss. It's because when we're emotionally stressed, our heart rate elevates, which leads to more calorie burn. Also, it would really help if you could do all this crying between 7 and 10 p.m. because the cortisol releasing effect is at its peak during this time. So if you need a muhurat to have a fight or breakup, 7 to 10 p.m. is it? Leaving you to contemplate whom you should be calling tonight between 7 and 10. It's a wrap on Jaldi 5 for today. Keep these topics handy for the next time you want to throw entertaining stuff into any conversation. And we'll have to hear from you. So please note, across social, Tarana uses at Tarana Raja and I use Jaguism on Insta and Twitter. Get in touch, please. You can also email feedback to jukebox at bookmyshow.com and follow Book My Show on Facebook, Insta and Twitter for updates on movies, events and theatre gigs. Plus, do check out our longer order show. It's called The Odd Couple and it's also available right here on Book My Show. A new episode will be out on Friday. Until next time, I'm Tarana. And I'm Jaggu. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Jaldi 5 with Jaggu and Tarana. Exclusively on Book My Show where all you gotta do is hashtag just press play.